So, well, today uh, the ostensible theme was the uh, stakes and stakeholders in the Japanese educational system. But actually, uh, that was last year's uh, presentation, and we had more time, so this time we have to keep it uh, brief. But that was actually the first uh, podcast at my uh, podcasting website. It's called Japan Casting, and so you can listen to it by computer. So I'll pass around the URL address, for, and also in, in lieu of a systematic presentation, then I'll, uh, I'll hand you a recent uh, article that compares uh, the Japan with uh, Australia. And uh, if, if you've ever been to Australia, it's even compared to California, it's more laid back. And people are so uh, you know, relaxed there that it's really enviable. Uh, so when Japanese educators then look at a place like uh, Australia or, or when students go there, then, then they find, wow, it's such a relief from the pressure of the the Japanese system. Anyway, go ahead and uh, take a look at that. So I, I will not try to uh, compare, you know, Japan with uh, the vast diversity of uh, of the U.S. So, but uh, it uh, may I could say a couple things about uh, the, the assumptions that, that people have. So uh, so I mostly I will talk about my family and so experiencing the Japanese educational system from the from the inside. So. Uh, I have to stop myself from getting too deep as usual, but, but if you imagine to two pyramids and on the top of both pyramids is a democracy, so, but the d democracy of Japan is, uh, is based on much different assumptions than, than the one in the, in the U.S. and so it manifests in a very uh, different way. So for example, if you take like uh, two uh, standards of uh, Plato's dialectics, the same and the different, so the way they are the valued or weighed is, is very different. And the, the U.S. Will tends to value diversity and the differentiation and the self-realization process of the individual. So in Japan, historically, it, uh, they, there has been a, an emphasis on the sameness. And so, it, uh, then, uh, so in terms of uh, education, if you're faced with uh, like a lot of uh, students, a vast uh, population, especially in the post-war period with so many children, then you ha have a choice really to, uh, to value d diversity or to get everyone on the same page, and which is what they, uh, the route that they chose. So in education, ultimately it manifests as a valuing multiculturalism then versus assimilationism. And so, uh, so what we have here is basically an educational philosophy of assimilation. So even when uh, foreign students come here, they, they until very recently, they had no chance to get uh, native language instruction and, and so forth. So, the, uh, so in one way this manifests is a different sense of democracy. So democracy means treating everyone equally. So if a sports team like goes to run around the block, they don't run at their own pace, but they have to all run at the same pace. And so, it, so it's easy for the fast ones and very hard for the, for the slow ones. And so maybe education is, is similar in that way. They try to, to really get everyone learning the same things and all over the, the nation. And uh, there, sometimes it, it can go pretty far. I, I think there's a variety of ways of dealing with people with special needs. but. But my kids have been in a classroom, with, say, where one student is obviously has has uh, should be in a special uh, education program, but is causing a lot of uh, trouble for you know my sons, and and uh, so they can't have an ordinary classroom even. So 
when we went on school observation days and the teacher would devote most of their attention to that one student and then the other 39 students and then were uh, were probably lagging in their uh, guidance as a as a result but i think they have various ways of, of dealing with it. so they try to be uh, democratic another another instance of the sense of democracy was just the other day one of our students here that's in teacher training then went to my uh, junior high school son's school actually for her training and uh, and she said that she met my son maybe it's obvious with his light brown hair or something but that she met my son and but I asked my son and he knew nothing about even about meeting her so probably what happened was that she said that she did not tell him that she even knew me and even though she was my former student so wouldn't your common sense suggest that that if you met someone's uh, child you would say hey you know uh, I know your father he was my teacher last year but so there must be a reason for this and so actually my uh, my wife immediately said well it's the equal treatment of all the students so i can guess that my my son was not alone but when there were other kids around and so that that are the other kids being around then 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 immediately created this sense of uh, sense of democracy and treating everyone equal so she could not say to my son that she even knew me so uh, whereas if she had met probably him alone then i would guess then she would certainly say that that she knew me so so the sense of democracy can manifest in a completely different way okay well let me tell you a little about uh, our our family actually we uh, uh our children were born in Japan and went to all the uh, Japanese schools almost all regular public schools and uh not here in the city but actually in the countryside so the countryside is the so-called real Japan you know where it's uh, is a well vast oversimplification but So Tokyo is a kind of an interface to the west and and Osaka an interface to uh, to Asia to to some extent so not uh, as representative as uh, the countryside so in the countryside uh, so you would be surprised uh, how uh, how really wonderful it is for for children certainly it was uh, so much nicer than my childhood it's almost uh, almost uh, ideal The one thing that is a little bit uh, makes you wonder is students start school though at such an early age. So it's very common to start school at 3 or 4 and uh everyone is in school pretty much by age uh, 3 or 4 in kindergarten. So they start at a very early age. And when one time I saw that the students went to a Shinto shrine and I I saw a teacher push the back of the child to bow to the shrine. So I mean there's a little things like that that make you wonder but that they're trying to get everyone all on the, the same page and the class sizes are are very large and it's surprising how the despite the large classes they have very innovative uh, teaching methods in uh, elementary school and especially i one time i walked into the class and they were doing value clarification obviously i because i could understand in japanese and uh, so uh, actually they are uh, because of that they are predisposed to uh, actually constructivist uh, or a community based kinds of uh, approaches they're predisposed to that and even though they do not get that so much in junior and senior high school because they enter a kind of competitive race for for uh, university entrance exams so uh, uh when i had the chance to teach at a graduate school and uh, and try some you know constructivist uh, approaches to to teaching about uh, online education then uh, i found that the students were very uh, well disposed toward that maybe a kind of nostalgia to their elementary school days when when they had that kind of uh, 
project-based or cooperative learning that was not going to de-emphasize competition or the, uh, academic rigor, perhaps knowing the, what they will face in their, in their future. So I'd like to tell you what it's like, like from my children's viewpoint or from my wife's viewpoint, who is, who is Japanese, uh, that uh, I think it's kind of human nature versus, uh, you know, versus education. Uh, um, in, uh, in anthropology, there is a, a concept that, that uh, uh, people need to get into a mood of willing in order to do, like to go to war. They need a kind of a war dance or something like that. So I, it's the same thing with homework, I think that I see, I walked into my son's room just uh, this morning at about uh, 3 or 4 a.m. and that his, his homework was laid out in front of him, but when he was really reading a comic book. So I think it's, it's, it's a struggle against human nature uh, to, uh, to, uh, uh, to work hard, to, uh, to study at, uh, at a young age. Now, nowadays there are so many things that, that compete for this, uh, the kids' attention that they can afford. Or their, there are so many types of games and TV and computers and everything and mobile phones that they can uh, access at any hour of the, of the night. And so it's, it's quite a, a struggle. So I, and in uh, my lesson the other day, I was telling the students here that, uh, you know, one-seventh of all the children in the world are in a state of child labor. And so I asked the students, did you... You know, I labored where I'm not really like child labor, but I worked hard in my, in my home and doing housework and, you know, like washing the car for 50 cents and that kind of thing. So I asked the students, and a lot said they had not even done any homework, any housework. And I know it's the same with my sons, too. They do no housework. It seems they can always drag out the homework, so it never seems that they have time to, to spare for, for, for anything, any responsibility or, that kind of thing. So, uh, so we're really hoping we can move them out when they uh, uh, get to the, you know, to the proper age and enter enter college. And so, from my wife's point of view, then she has the system completely wired, extremely complex uh, system of of very. Uh, there are certain systems of where you can calculate the percentiles of that give them a sort of, of a view of which schools they may be able to enter enter next. Uh, but um, my wife has it completely wired, and she tells them, my sons, but it's just like leading a horse to water. She can't make them drink. Uh, so they, they still it's that struggle against, uh, against human nature. And uh, there's, a, there's a common uh, notion about Japan that, that the, the so-called juku or after-school schools are called cram schools in English. So you wouldn't think that, that kids would, would enjoy them, but they do. So the, uh, generally they do. So they have a choice. So they can, if they don't like one, they can, there are plenty of others. And uh, they, I think they enjoy because they're into smaller groups. They can make friends easily. And so it becomes a kind of social event. Uh, so my younger son is going to one and they, and they, uh, sometimes they make noodles for the, for the kids like one night a week and something to create a sort of a, a community atmosphere. And so the kids uh, do enjoy that kind of the schooling, but it's all that's ultimately leading up to uh, you know, competitive entrance exams. So, uh, so my wife is also struggling with that, and the kids are struggling with all the distractions. And but it, but uh, they have a, a wonderful life compared to to what I had. So I, I'm not sure that this the city life in Japan for kids may be more complex and have more uh, issues than the, than the countryside. But uh, certainly, what we experienced was really idyllic in the 
in the countryside, and all the adults are very eager about uh, about education. So perhaps uh, later I could answer your uh, specific questions about the, the system. <laughs>